Church Winter Garden Podcast for March 27th, 2016 from the series called Red Letter Day. today I, I hope we you know we're kind of we kind of tricked you guys a little bit today um i don't want you to fall asleep and start thinking about lunch at around noon so we brought you here to have donuts before <laughs> i know that's wrong right this is what we did and um we're just glad you guys are here today but some of you guys in here today you're you're a little bit like me you you kind of put a little bit something extra on today a little bit extra i, I put a jacket on today I don't, I don't typically wear a jacket um and but i wanted to look like my dad today and so i threw a jacket on today and um i also want to say this to you guys you guys look really good some of you guys that i that i haven't seen before i had a friend of mine a few uh months ago she was here and she goes you got like a really good looking church and i said yeah i know no, i'm just kidding i said i, I said I, I don't know but you guys are really good today but so i, I want to give you some props while you while i can i want to make sure the people around you give you some props some of you guys went out and spent extra money and you guys have a new outfit on so and, and typically we buy these outfits because we want to look good in them and we want people to tell us hey you, you look good today so would you find someone around you to your left right and say hey man your outfit is on point your outfit is on point And, and maybe to the person that you, maybe you don't know him or the person on the other side, you say, you look okay too. You look okay too. You look okay too. Man, we're glad you guys are here today. And uh, this, is like a, this is like a family reunion for us. A bunch of people. And we're just hanging out and having a good time again. We're, we're glad you guys are here today. Um, my brother-in-law led us today in worship. And um, I love him. And, I, um, and then over here in the, the white dress, fine-looking singer, loves Jesus. That was my wife, and, um, and uh, I just want to let you guys know who we are, and we're just glad you guys are here today. I've got some kids that are running around here somewhere. Uh, they're probably teaching your kids in kids' church, and um, unless they're three or four, my friend Gabe and Vanessa are here. They're three-year-old. He's teaching that class, <laughs> and uh, we're just glad you guys are here today. This is a big day in the, in the course of history. Did you know this, that, that the, the death, the, the birth, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ it, it separated a, um, A.D. and B.C. You know that. That's kind of that's common sense. But did you know this, that every date in history hinges off the date that we're celebrating today? Every date. It, your, your birthday is, is based on the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Your, your wedding date, uh, the date that you um, got the, the favorite job that you like. Um, some of you guys, it's the date that you resigned the last job you didn't like. And so that date... Every date that we use, whether you know Jesus as your Savior or you don't know Jesus as your Savior, and this is new to you, everybody bases every date off of this day that we're celebrating today. And so for people that are like, I mean, I just don't believe that there is a God, it stinks because, like, you're using this date based upon the thing that you don't believe in. And so we're just glad you guys are here today. We say a few things at our church. We want you to know this, that your best days are ahead of you. I don't know where you've been. I don't care if you're in the worst situation of your life or if you haven't been to the worst situation of your life. We want you to know, we want everyone here to know this today because some of you guys, this is the first time, we want to catch you guys up on kind of what we believe as a church. We want you to, we want you to believe this, that your best days are ahead of you. God's got a great plan for you. He loves you and he's for you. He's got something in plans. You may not be able to see it yet, but God's working something out ahead of you. You may not be able to put your finger on it, but it's... It's, it's out there. God already has his finger on it. He's, he's preparing something great for all of you guys in here today. We say this also. Uh, I, I say this all the time. But you don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. 
You don't have to believe what we believe to belong. I know a lot of people that go to church like, oh, they just want to, they want us to be like them. They want us to, you know, believe everything they say. We want you, we, we want for you. We don't, you don't have to do anything you want. We just want you to come here and hang out and learn what we're learning, go through life together. We've learned this, that one out of one, one out of one people have a hard time at some point in their life. And we just want to walk through that with you. But we also know that some of you guys throw some really, really good parties, and we want to party with you as well. And so, man, we want to be able to walk through life with you. It's easy to have friends at a party. It's hard to find people to show up to a funeral. But we just want to do life with you. We want to hang out with you. And so if you're, like, trying to figure out, man, if this is my church or if I'm going to come back next week, that's kind of what we say every single week. You don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. We're going to show you with you what we believe. And um, but we just want you to know we're, we're glad you guys are here today. I want to talk to you guys today um, about Jesus. It's kind of fitting because we're in church. I had a kid walk up to me last week, probably about a third or fourth grader, and she said, Pastor Wes. And I looked down at her and said, yeah, please don't step on my shoes. These are new. No, I didn't say that. I said, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> like she, she's like going to pour water on me. You can't trust kids nowadays. You know, they're sneaky. At least that's just my kid, you know. And so um, I, uh, I said, what do, you, what do you need? She goes, I counted how many times you said Jesus today. I said, you did. I said, how'd I do? 57 times. And I've got ADD, so I quickly did the math. And I'm like, well, I speak for about 30 minutes. I'm going to speak shorter for you guys today because I don't want you guys mad at me. And I'm like, I know you want to get to the Easter egg hunt. And our volunteers want to give you back your kids. And um, I'm just kidding. Um, and I said, well, that's, that's twice a minute. And so we kind of say this every week. We're not, we're not non-denominational. We're not a denomination. We're just a Jesus church. That's kind of our big thing. We want to talk about Jesus. We talk about it every single time we get together. And if you ever have a kid that comes into our church service, they'll count how many times, and that's totally okay. They're judging me, but it's fine. Um, what's the craziest thing that you've ever heard before? I don't want you to tell me. Um, only I get to talk today, and you listen. And um, if you want to talk to me, I'll be outside, and you can tell me your story. The craziest thing that you have ever seen, or, and maybe you've used the phrase, man, that, that really blows my mind. I cannot believe that just happened. Have you ever said that before? If you're married, you have. I cannot believe he just said that. I can't believe he just did that. If you have kids, I cannot believe they did that. I had a friend come to me today. He goes, one of my kids said a curse word. It wasn't one of my kids. It was one of his kids. Um, and he, I said, man, what did they, I said, what did they say? Because <laughs> I wanted to know. <laughs> Plus, I think it's funny to hear people cuss. So I'm like, hey, what did they say? And he goes, they said, oh, you know, they, they said what they said. They said, oh, you fill in the blank. Whatever you want to say, it really doesn't matter. He said, oh, and I said, oh, man, I said, that stinks. I said, you really got to be careful with what you say because your kids repeat you. And like, how do you know? I said, because I've said things I shouldn't have said before and my kids have repeated me. The bad stuff typically is the things my wife says. The things I say are typically the good things they repeat. I said, you got to be careful. And so... Um, but, man, you, you, they, they really, kids will, they, they really say the dangest things, the darnest things, and it really does sometimes blow your mind. If you've been watching the March of Madness, which probably some of you guys have, I haven't. Um, and I, uh, I've been too busy. I've been so nervous about today and thinking about today that I haven't watched. But last night I sat down and I, I watched uh, a game. Three of our, our band, our, we love our band, by the way. Um, they're awesome. And we love them because they travel to be with us every single week. And they're, they've be, really become our friends. And um, we didn't give them Easter baskets this year. We just gave them money because we figured cash is king for college students. And uh, we just love them. Jill, we owe you wherever you're at. And um, we just, we just, we love hanging out. We were watching basketball last night. And this guy came up left side of the basket and went up with his left hand. And a defender came and he switched it 
and kept going underneath the basket and scooped it under in. I, and I looked at the guys, I mean, I, that blows my mind how these guys can just jump up in the air, change direction, but it really does sometimes blow my mind. Or if you've been watching basketball, you've seen some of these games, these guys will throw up a shot half court. It'll go in. I go, man, I, that, I can't believe that, that they could do that. Unless they're Stephon Curry, like that's just not normal. But it kind of it kind of blows my mind. They could just throw that basket, the ball up there, and it can kind of go in. Or maybe you've been promoted for a job before. I cannot, and you get this job, and you're, you feel like, man, man, I'm unqualified for this job. And you, I, I've been to some people, I'm like, hey, how'd you get that job? Like, I don't know. It blows my mind that I got this job. I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. He's, a, he's an engineer. He's like, hey, I got this job. They're training these guys to be engineers. They have no clue what they're doing, but they're training to be engineers. And he said, it really blows my, my mind. Salary is a lot less. So it kind of comes with it. Or maybe, have you seen these guys now, on, if, you're, if you're on social media, um, there's a thing out called Facebook. If you're not on it yet, the rest of the world is. You can, there's a place for you there as well. And um, if you're not on it, we're not judging you because we don't judge here. But if you are on it, you've seen these guys now. They go up on these skyscrapers. And they put these GoPros on their head or on their bodies. Or, and they walk on these sky, super, super tall buildings. And the pictures alone make your stomach nauseous. Have you seen those? Have you seen those? Man, I get up there and I'm like, man, those guys, it really, it really blows my mind that those guys are up there doing that. Um, I'll tell you about the craziest thing that's ever made my mind. Maybe you're in high school in here today and you're like, man, I got an A on that test. That really blows my mind. <laughs> Or maybe some of you guys in here today are like, man, I can't believe my parents didn't catch me. That really blows my mind. Or maybe they let you take the car out and you're like, I can't believe they let me take the car out. Do they know what I'm about to go and do? It really blows my mind. Um, but I, I'll tell you the greatest, the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I, my wife, um, we, had, we have an eight-year-old daughter and she's walking around with a pink cast. And so whenever we do the Easter egg hunt, tell your kids to stay clear from her. Because she's saved, but she's not perfect. She'll be swinging that thing. You know, she does not care. And um, so, so I begin to, uh, so I have an eight-year-old. And then I have a, I have a five-year-old. And he's awesome. He's not saved. The other day I walked in the room. He's just, he's just pushing one of my other kids down. And I just, he's, a, he's a bad kid. And he takes after his dad. And um, we're all sinners. And we all need help. Um, so you're in a good place. We're all, here, we're all in this together. Um, but I, a few years ago, um, a little, little over two years ago, my wife says, babe, I don't feel good. So I just do, I do what my parents told me to do. I'm like, go take some Robitussin. You know what I'm saying? You'll be fine. She's like, no, I don't feel like that. I'm like, well, go take some Pepto-Bismol. Like, do what you got to do. Like, take some medicine. Take some Tylenol. No, I, it just, I just, you know how, you know how it is, guys. If, if it takes her a long time to say it, you're kind of wishing she wouldn't say it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, right, Randy? You know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, thank you. He's not married yet. He's going to be in trouble after the service, though. And uh, I, I, said, um, I said, she's like, no, I, I think that's a different kind of sick. I'm like, my man, I, I, what, what happened? What do you think happened to you? She's like, I, th I think I'm pregnant. And I'm like, how'd that happen? <laughs> it's my surprise look. And she goes, man, so she... So sure enough, she find out that she's pregnant, and that's, oh, awesome, congratulations. And um, everyone's like, aren't you excited? I'm like, yeah, it's a blast. Well, that's what I want to do, start all over again. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to buy diapers. You know, I want to do that. That's, that's amazing. There's no return on investment with diapers, by the way, in case you're wondering, unless you own the diapers. But there's not return on investment. So she says, do you need to, um, we got to go to the doctor and get this thing checked out. Well, uh, apparently, um, she started telling her friends, and she gave me the, she gave me the speech, you know, like, don't tell anybody. Meanwhile, she's telling everybody. 
Like, I thought we were waiting, you know, and I'm just kind of, unfle- this, this is kind of like therapy for me to kind of tell you guys this. I feel like I should be laying down. Let me tell you how I feel. So, so she says to me, um, man, it feels different. So she goes to, to my mom. She says, man, I'm pregnant. It feels different. So we walked in the doctor's office, and she goes to the doctor's office. She says, man, it just feels, feels different. And I'm like, man, why is everyone telling you that it feels different? Like, I feel the same, you know? Like, so we sit down at the doctor's office, and the sonogram tech there, and she, she's like this tall cheerleader type. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's cheering me the whole conversation. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just checking everything out. Yeah, super. So she starts getting that, you know how that feeling is. If she gets that sonogram on there, ladies, and I don't know how that little thing works, but from spot to spot to spot, they're checking the whole stomach out. And she goes, and I'm not paying attention. I'm like, man, I can't wait. I don't, you know, no guy ever wants to be at any of those doctor's appointments. After they've done it twice, you should at least go the first time, guys. And, or all the times if your wife asks you to. But anyway, so I'm watching it happen, and I look in there, and I'm like, man, I, I never looked at this before, but it looks, this looks different. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, there's looking look like a golf ball. It looked like a golf ball in there. I'm analyzing. I've got ADD. I'm having conversations with myself. I'm like, oh, that golf ball. Man, it looks like there's, two, it looks like there's three golf balls in there. I'm, my head's getting further and further. And the lady goes, oh, yay. And I'm thinking, what is she excited about, you know? I'm like, what are we cheering for? She's like, you're having twins. I was like, <laughs> you know. No, I didn't pass out, but I did want to pass out. And I, I, we had the doctor, she's like, you're, you're, having, you're having twins. I'm like, I, I, I don't hate to be uh, the bearer of bad news, but I actually saw three golf balls in there. Like, can you just go back? And my wife's like, my wife looks at me like, are you excited? And guys, we're an, we're an honest church. Obviously, I wasn't excited. Who's excited about buying diapers for two? You know what I'm saying? I am not excited. But on the outside, I was like, this is great. You wanted four kids. I didn't, but you did. It's all about you anyways, honey. Happy wife, happy life. I'm like, this is awesome. Give me a high five. You know, and it was the craziest thing happened. Actually, it actually blew my mind. As a pastor, I've, this is the first time I've ever preached on Easter and my mind has been blown by the fact that Jesus would send his one and only son to die on the cross for you and for me. And then that son would go into a tomb for three days, a borrowed tomb. And then three days later, he would actually raise again. It really does kind of blow my mind. I really can't really, and, and, and I really, I've, it's had more weight for me today because I'm planning to get up here and talk to you guys today about this thing that happened thousands of years ago, and I really can't get my mind around it, but the weight is getting so heavy on me, because I'm like, man, this really does blow my mind. I want to, we've been studying um, the last three weeks here at our church. I'm going to catch you up on, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three weeks of sermons. You're like, oh no, I can do it really short. We've been spending time on that cross, and on that cross. Jesus says seven things while he's actually hanging on that cross. The first thing he says on that cross, he says, um, Father, forgive them. He says that on the cross. People are hurling insults at him. He says, Father, forgive them. We're going to unpack that one in just a moment. He also says this on that cross. He says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Someone in our church made up this fact that paradise is pimp, and they made it a hashtag. But paradise 
is referring to heaven. Heaven's going to be amazing. And then he says also on the cross, behold your son, behold your mom. He also says, um, that was the first your mama joke. He's like, your mama. And then the other time he says, why have you forsaken me? Jesus says that to his dad. And then he also says, I'm thirsty. I'll drink to that. And then he says, it is finished. Then he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. I want to unpack the first thing that he says in there, and it's this phrase, Father, forgive them. And so if you have a Bible, cool. If you don't, it's going to be on the screen. If you want a Bible, we had a guy come in today and says, I'd like to have a Bible. You guys got Bibles? Can we give a guy a Bible today? If you want a Bible, we want to give you a Bible. We think everyone should own a Bible. My father-in-law has taken me all around the world. He's the reason why I started this church. He's the reason why I'm here today. And we've been all around the world, nine, did ten trips in nine years with him. And we go to third world countries and there's, they can't, either they can't possess a Bible or they can't afford a Bible or there's no means to get a Bible. And so if you give a Bible to someone in a third world country, they will keep it and they'll hang on to it forever. Some of the Bibles there are so old and so worn out. They've tried to memorize it. They've cherished it. And so if you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you one today because we, our church, we're a Jesus church and a Bible church. We kind of just, those are our two things that we stand on. And so we'd love to have you a Bible so you could be able to read more about this God that we're talking about today. Luke chapter 23, it'll be on the screen if you don't um, have a Bible today. Luke chapter 23, verse 32, the Bible says this for us. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with Jesus. Catch you up. He's been betrayed by his best, one of his best, closest friends. He's been betrayed by that for, for some coins, for some silver, but for some money. He's been betrayed, this guy Jesus that we're talking about today. He's been betrayed. They've taken him. They don't give him a trial, a fair trial. They beat him beyond recognition. Flesh is hanging off his body. It's, it's a bad scene. If you imagine the worst beat down you've ever seen, this is what Jesus has experienced. Yet they never broke a bone, which the Bible prophesies hundreds of years ago. They will never break his body. They won't break his bone. So he's gone through that. Now they've taken him. They made him carry his cross to where we're at, to the skull, which we saw that um, in this, in this verse, we'll see him. They take him to this place called the skull. The cross was so heavy for him. He's hanging there. They actually had to have someone to carry, help him carry the cross for him as well. He gets on the cross, and now he's hanging there. And, and here's where we find ourselves in this text. So we keep reading. There's two thieves there. They both deserve to be there. By the way, Jesus didn't deserve to be there because he was perfect. And so they nailed him to the cross. It says there, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said to them, Father, forgive them. That's the first thing we see here that he says here in this text. Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing. People are, are hurling insults at him. They're trashing him. They're talking bad about him, spitting at him, laughing at him. I thought you said you were the king of the Jews. It said, let's keep on reading. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. This would have been like, this would have been like you and I fighting over. They know Jesus. Jesus is famous, by the way. Not just because he's been the figurehead over humanity, but he's famous because everyone's heard about this guy named Jesus. Everyone's heard about him. And so as we keep on going here, we see here that they're gambling for his clothes. It'd be like you and I gambling over an incredible quarterback and a phenomenal quarterback from like the Miami Dolphins, Dan Marino, somebody famous, like one of the best quarterbacks ever to live. You know, or like us trying to fight over the memorabilia from the only ever undefeated Miami Dolphins, 1970. It'd be like, you know, something like that, you know. Some of you guys are like, this guy. You guys just turn me off right away. I don't know what team do you guys like. Just tell me your favorite team, your favorite professional team on three. One, two, three. 
Yeah, none of those are football teams. Um, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Cowboys, loud and proud on the front. Cowboy, you know, everything's bigger and louder in Texas. So he, I heard that the loudest. So, Cowboy. Um, so they're rolling and they're gambling for his clothing. This famous, these articles that they're going to keep for I don't know how long, but they're gambling for it. Verse 35, the crowd watched and the leader scoffed. He saved others, they said, let him save himself. If he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one, the soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened to the cross above him, which were these words, this is the king of the Jews. He's got a crown shoved on his head. They're laughing at him. They're making fun of him. And he still managed to say to his dad, hey, dad, let's, let's forgive them, dad. They don't even know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. Dad, forgive them. They don't know what they were doing. So as I was processing this whole fact, and as I was processing this, processing this idea that I've, I've given you guys, this idea of your mind being just totally blown away or totally, totally surprised. It's kind of like that, um, that mind-blowing emoji that you send your, your friends. You know, I can't believe that just happened. I realize this. God kind of gave me this to give to you guys. Jesus doesn't want to blow our minds. Jesus wants to fill our hearts. Jesus wants to fill your heart today. He wants to fill my heart. He wants to fill it every day. Jesus wants, Jesus didn't come to blow our minds. Jesus came to fill your heart. You know, it, it, you don't have to go very far today. Um, I, I brought a newspaper today, mostly because I'm vain, and there's a picture of me in it with my family in it from our, an activity we did a few weeks ago. And there's a picture of uh, the, the Fragas in there as well and their family, and they're like old school winter guardians. Um, and it doesn't, you don't have to go very far to realize that we live in a world where there are a lot of people with broken hearts. Am I right? Just kind of shake your head. You don't see what we see on TV. You don't see what we see on TV. We don't, you don't see the things that we see on TV. I'm, this is me retracting words because I realize some of the kids have snuck in here and it's totally fine. We're glad they're here. You don't see the things that we see unless it was for the fact that people have broken hearts. You don't, we don't, people don't do the things that we see them do because they're good people. We see people do the things that we see do because they have broken hearts. And here's the problem with a broken heart. It has to be filled. A broken heart has to be, has to be filled. Would you, would you agree with me today? If you don't, just kind of shake your head. A broken heart... It has to be filled. Your heart today, if it misses blood, it has to get blood to it. And not only does the blood have to be, blood have to be in there, it has to be good blood. It has to be clean blood. It has to be filtered and pumped through you. A broken heart has to be filled. A broken heart has to be filled. I, I looked at this and I saw a guy in here today, uh, this, this past week, a young young guy, 40-something years old. He was known as the high-five guy at elementary school nearby, and he gave every kid a high-five. died young from a heart attack. Because if you don't have the right stuff going to your heart, if you have a blockage to your heart, then your heart can't be filled with blood. Jesus doesn't want to blow your mind. He wants to fill your heart. You know, the Bible tells in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, that you were when you were born, you were actually born dead. 
really was. It's what it says. You were actually born dead. It just it's the first three verses, the first three words of Ephesians chapter 2, not very encouraging, but it just said, but you were dead. You were born dead, and, 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 and that, that death that we're talking about, it's, it's more of a, it's a spiritual death. You obviously, when you were born, you were actually born alive, obviously. You were, most of you were in here, you were, you were born alive. But the reality in, is in here today is that you were spiritually dead. That you were, your heart was, it physically was okay, but spiritually speaking, your heart was, was you were born with a broken heart, broken pieces, every single one of us in here today, that's how we were, we were born. And here's the deal. A lot of us in here today, if you're smart or if you've lived long enough, you've tried to fill that broken heart. Everyone does. Everyone does. One of my closest, one of my close friends, I sat in the parking lot out here with him a few weeks ago. He said, I was addicted, man. I was, I, he said, and he said to me, he said, the only thing that can break addiction, only thing that can break addiction is, is Jesus. His, his wife next to him, she goes, I, I, she goes, I was just, I wanted to leave so many times, but only, I was just praying, God, come on, fix his heart. God, fix him, God, fix him. I was just praying, God, fix him, God, fix him, God, fix him, God, fix him, God, please fix him. Maybe you've tried to use maybe you've gone after some sort of addiction and um and that's okay because you've got to have you have to have your heart filled right so it just makes sense to go maybe some of you guys in here today maybe yours is yours is relationships if i could just if i can just get the right relationship it's going to fix it's just going to fix it i tell all of our young people all the time the hardest thing you'll ever do is get married after that the hardest thing you'll ever do is to stay married because it takes work Marriage takes work, but I, I teach this, the work is so worth it. It takes a lot of work. Maybe you try relationships, or maybe you're like, you know what, Wes, if I could just get that job, it's gonna fix everything. You know what I've known over the last 11 years I've been doing this, almost 12 years I've been doing this as, as, a, as a pastor, and if you get the job, once you get the job, you're gonna, you'll find out that it was, it was broken. Anything that you've ever chased to fill your broken heart is only a temporary fix. It's only a temporary fix. You put gas in your vehicle, and uh, you have to keep gas in it, by the way. I've learned that the hard way several times. Um, you have to keep gas in it. It, it just, it, when you put gas in your car, it only keeps it running temporarily. It's all, it's all gasoline does. You have to keep oil in it too, by the way. And good tires is a, is a good idea, so you stay safe. Anything, if you've relationships or more, more money or more things, there was a time in my life, I mean, I just need more, I need more things. My brother-in-law and my father-in-law, they got these motorcycles and I'm like, babe, we gotta get a motorcycle. God wants us to, Chase. Like God wants, I told my wife, God, yeah, I know, I'm with you. I'm in trouble with your fiance now, but I'm just, I'm like, babe, I gotta get a motorcycle. And she's like, why? Is, is the jet ski in the garage not good enough for you? I was like, like you might join business. Um, it was, I needed, it was like my whole life, I just, I grew up with six kids. And I'm like, I'm gonna get whatever I want now that I'm out on my own and paying for it. It's harder than I thought, dad, thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm just trying to do it with four. 
my mom and dad did it with six. So I'm like, I'm gonna get a, you know what happened when I got that motorcycle? It was a 100 year edition, 883. You know what happened? I drove it for two years. You know, if you're, if you're a motorcycle rider here today, you're already halfway to being saved. Um, it wasn't big enough. I needed a bigger motorcycle. I got it, my, my dad gave me these golf clubs. And uh, he didn't tell me this until, I, they, were, they were Wilson golf clubs. And I was smart enough to know those golf clubs weren't that great, Dad. I was smart enough. But I wasn't smart enough to realize that the pink stripe on the top meant they were female golf clubs. <laughs> so I said, Dad, you gotta get me. I need better golf clubs. And he came to me one day and he said, hey, I got, got some golf clubs out there. Just go pick the one you want. Get there before your brother gets there because you know he's faster than you anyway. So just, I'm gonna give you a head, give you a head start. And I looked at the golf clubs and Ping zing twos. I'm like, Dad, this is what I'm talking about. This, I love you, Dad. And this is what I'm talking about. These are better golf clubs. I can play better now because I got better golf clubs. So I look down at my shoes. I'm like, Dad, I cannot play flip flops. <laughs> I need some better shoes, man. I, those are such. That, that's so small and that's so silly. But it's our life, man, isn't it? If you, man, I, I'm in this with you guys today. I'm in this with you guys. I'm in this for you guys. I'm only, I'm only up here today because God has filled some of the pieces in my broken heart. I'm in it with you. I want you guys to win. We want you to win here. The world wants you to, the world and Satan, they, they want to hold you down. Jesus and this church, we want to pick you up and we want you to win here. If you follow me on social media, I see something that I always put hashtag winning. We want you to win. But you know more so than I want you to win, Jesus wants you to win. And you can only win if a God to fill the broken pieces in your heart. Maybe some of you guys in here today, this is for you, for some of you guys in here today, because you're thinking, I'm a really bad person. If you're a really bad person, you're in, great, you're in a great place today. Because here's what I know, statistically speaking, I know most statistics are made up, but this one's not. One out of one, people in this room in here today is, is messed up and screwed up. Probably me the most. It's like God uses the most jacked up people most of the time. And so here I am. We're all screwed up and we all need Jesus. And some people think, well, you know what, Wes, I'm just, you got me. I'm really close, Wes. I'm really close to believing this Jesus thing. I'm just a really screwed up person. This is for you in here today. And this is for me in here today. Jesus' love is greater than any offense. Jesus' love is greater than any offense. Anything you've ever done wrong, anything you've ever thought wrong, Jesus' love is greater still. Wes, what if, what if the thing I did yesterday, it was really, really bad? Jesus, your, that offense, it, it, it doesn't matter. Did you know this about Jesus? When Jesus died on the cross for your sins and he rose again, all of your sins, all of your misdoings, all the things that you've done, did you know everything you did was future? whenever Christ died on the cross for your sins. He made a future payment on you and he's already made it. Are you broken in here today? Do you, are you like, man, Wes, I just, nothing's working out for me. If you feel like nothing's working out for you, there are so many people in this room that can relate with you. It's hard, life is hard. It was so hard that Jesus knew that he had to send his son for you and for me to die on the cross for our sins 
to make it a little bit better. And sometimes it's just a little bit better with Jesus. And sometimes it's a lot better with Jesus. But here's what I know, it's impossible without him. You're like, was that a tongue twister? I don't know. It is hard without Jesus. It's, it's impossible without Jesus. If you're in here today and you're like, Wes, I'm just, I struggle with it. I wrote down three things that God spoke to me just this week. The cross changed everything. And the cross can change everything for you too. The cross separates you and I from our sin. And I also wrote down this, and all these are just extra right on the screen, but the cross provides you and I with a new future. Do you want a new future today? And whether you do or you don't, Jesus knew that you would need a new future one day. And for the day that you decide that you're gonna follow Jesus and the day that you're gonna decide you're gonna give your life to him, he made a payment in advance for you and for me. It's weird, you can't go to the bank today and say, put $5,000 in, I'm gonna deposit you a check tomorrow. Just trust me. You can't do that. If you're a banker in here today, you know that, you can't do that. My, my friend Landon is in here today and he's a realtor. You, you can't go to the bank and say, you can't go to the bank and say, hey, just go ahead and give me an advance. I'm gonna sell 10 houses this week. I know I am, I just trust me. Just go ahead and give me the pre-commission on all of it. We're gonna be good to go. You can't do that. Wouldn't that be awesome, Landon? You're like, absolutely. You can't do that. Only Jesus can. Only Jesus can make a future payment for you and for me today. Jesus doesn't want to blow your mind today, my friend, why he can, why he can fix anything in your life, why he can fix any pieces. He doesn't, he doesn't want to blow your mind, but he could. He wants to fill your heart today. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.